0: Why is he fighting fighting this? Why what what, what, what is his goal?
1: Yo, 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 welcome back to the immigrant section. As always, if you're listening on Apple, click that follow, subscribe, whatever the button is. Same with Spotify. Check out full episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check all that shit out. Appreciate y'all for coming back today, sitting here with me, doing the last night. Podcast, I remember in months, is my boy Jesse Singh. Thanks for reaching, man.
0: Thank you for having me, yo. This, yo, first off, this is a dope fucking setup, by the way.
1: Yo, if you're watching video, you'll notice that the studio has been updated I moved that fucking week as uh, world map that was hanging in the back I got some decent lights now my boy's Jesse is looking at these lights thinking this shit looks pretty professional shit huh? is blaring bro <laughs> yo that's what's up I got the Dragon Ball Z in the back the fucking Master Killer and the 36 Chambers of Shaolin and the Wu-Tang and I got a couple dope ass other ones I've yet to put up but it feels good man you know yeah this is fucking hard
0: it seems like like one of those artistic
1: corners and shit you know what I mean? yo <laughs> yo you want What's funny is when I went to the poster, man, I dropped 90 bucks at the poster store, like, and I'm on serve. Like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) That's how you know they're giving too much serve, man. Yo, I I bought all, I'm at the poster store getting like, yo, I want to decorate the studio, blah, 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 get some sick shit I like. And then, when I came back home and I looked at all the shit I bought, I'll show you the last poster. You know that standard Tupac Biggie poster where they're both standing next to each other? Tupac's giving the fingers up. Yeah. And Biggie's yeah, yeah. looking degenerate as fuck <laughs> yeah. with a toothpick in his mouth. Like, that's the one i'm gonna i'm gonna put in that frame and i'm gonna put it up here but what's funny is when i laid them all out when i came back home i'm like yo man my taste is mad aggressive you know? <laughs> it's that it's dragon Ball z it's master killer but they it's fucking- all black wu-tang it suits the fucking theme though you know what i mean it's, i know it's all it's the, the shit black. i fuck with but i'm like man my shit's militant as hell <laughs> i didn't realize how militant i was huh Yo,
0: I'm probably going to piss people off with this question, but I had this conversation with someone the other day. Would you put Tupac and Biggie as the greatest of all time?
1: Rappers? Yeah. (sighs) You know, here's, that's the... Because they died so young, that elevates it. That's the thing. You got to take that into consideration. That you want to be objective and just look at the music and blah, blah, blah. But you have to take into, into consideration how they died. I think Biggie was a better rapper. For sure, I agree he was a with better that. MC, but Tupac was like a fucking martyr. Tupac was like Jesus, was like Black <laughs> Jesus. You know, he was he made it to saint level, especially the way he died too and shit. For sure, bro. But that was so scared of God, bro. But but bro, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though.
0: I mean, as if you look at him as just rappers, like just musicians, because I'm a huge fucking Pac fan. You know what I mean? But Same. like, but like, I don't know if you can say he was the greatest of all time, rap wise.
1: Do you know what I mean? He was like an uh, uh he was like a poet first. Yeah, and then he yeah. got into the rap game. Yeah, 100%. he was a poet first. Whereas like Biggie was a freestyler MC first. You know what I mean? Like in the streets of fucking uh, Harlem for Biggie, right? Yeah, was Biggie Queens or Harlem. Brooklyn Biggie was Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah Biggie's Brooklyn. Brooklyn. What am I saying? But like Biggie came up in way harsher. Tupac came up through art school and stuff, but then got went to Oakland, moved to Oakland and came up with that crowd and got into rap, right? Yeah, he so definitely So I think he has like real artistic thing in him whereas Biggie was looking just for an outlet. Yeah, Biggie was, he was just, just angry. Fucked up. He's fat black <laughs> he doesn't know his dad, you know what I mean? It's the worst conditions. Yeah, <laughs> right? I don't...
0: You Fuck. know but I, like, I don't know why the f- why why <laughs> like why you said the fatness made him angrier Bro, what do you He's mean? Like listen that,
1: to two Listen to Biggie's lyrics. You know, ugly as fuck, but Gucci from head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the man recognizes it. Okay? But that's
0: what I'm saying, bro. Is that the reason why? Is like the re- like I'm not. I fucking love Pac, right? But the reason why I'm saying is that exactly what you just said. Like the man's rhyme schemes weren't the most complex. Like he was Hennessy enemies. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Lord bro, feel me. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing every song,
1: bro. I, I, look, I, I, it's Tupac was more. About what he was talking about.
0: Yeah, and I and I hundred percent agree with that. His passion was there. I think, like, I think as as a fucking um, what is it? Like as a catalyst, yeah, for music, he was definitely influential. Absolutely, one without of the, a doubt, one of the most. But I don't know if rap. I think Kendrick Lamar
1: is better than Tupac as far as rapping. Yeah, as far as rapping a- acumen, like if we're talking about rapping, if you whatever it is, flow, words used, stories written, called. I've, any metric you use to quantify how good a rapper is i feel like kendrick would win in pretty much everything
0: yeah but i would also say that without Pac, there would be no kendrick
1: oh 100% you kendrick know? is obsessed with Pac. Yeah, kendrick is like a reincarnated you. Pac.
0: yeah like in to pimp
1: a butterfly the whole every end of the track was yeah. his like his interview of of poc it was amazing do you, do you have a favorite kendrick album Oh bro, good kid mad city man. I listened to that yeah, front eh? to back dude. Yeah, that, was, that that, that was, is, that is just a story tough. being told, especially when yeah, the way opens with Sherein. <laughs> it was a street in Nasagando. <laughs> oh, you know it's and, like and fucking, you, you know like a song is on, you know all the words. And the fucking, but when you turn it off, <laughs> you're just not all there. <laughs> but when it's on, you know
0: everything, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And the fucking sketches at the end Where my motherfucking Domino was at That was oh,
1: That shit oh, was hard yo. We don't appreciate Kendrick until uh, Kendrick is the type of person That obviously we appreciate him But if this nigga God forbid Ever gets shot We would oh, yeah, fuck fucking We would worship him <laughs> We would l- be looking back At his lyrics Like yo This shit's so layered bro The nigga was meaning Three things <laughs> You know what and I mean Ten years from now It's still relevant It's yeah, exactly. still relevant That's exactly what Happened with Tupac We wouldn't have been Doing the same thing We do with changes if Tupac didn't die at 26, Do you Tupac think- had to die at 26 for us to always be going back to like changes, get a brother, get, yeah, get yeah, little yeah. pieces, war on the streets, and the war in the Middle East. <laughs> Instead of, instead of war on poverty, they got a war on drugs so the police can bother me, you know? It's the same shit still, but, like, that's more... I, Tupac I, was, yo, like, I, the voice of black... His parents were both Black Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy, he had that yeah. so he definitely had that fucking... Yeah.
0: I was gonna say, though, if he ever rapped like you just did, I don't think anyone would fucking feel the anger. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you, right? you were
1: giggling. Oh, a lot. I, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> dude man but tupac came through up to some he said he saw the shittiness of the east coast and then he moved to the west coast and he saw the shittiness of that no dad his mom addicted to crack
0: yeah man i think i think what made him like i think that's what gave him that drive was that he saw both ends of the fucking spectrum you know what i mean and like i I think exactly what you said um was that because of his artistic framework because that to be completely honest I don't think that image That he portrayed In the media was him I think Oh when he's I, When he's wearing The uh, Red Wings sweater And he
1: spits in the camera yeah, With like, the uh, fucking Red bandana <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not Tupac Yeah yeah,
0: bro I think that was just Because like He I feel like subconsciously And he's playing he knew, Into the image They created yeah. for him And I think subconsciously he knew the only way people are actually going to fucking listen to me is if
1: I do this. Yeah, if I play along to this thing you've painted of me. Exactly. If I play that narrative, which is fucked. Have you seen The the Last Dance with Michael uh, Jordan? I haven't finished it. But, you know, Michael Jordan got painted into the perfect – he's the perfect American basketball player. Like, all the sponsors came and yeah, magnetized yeah. him. Like, you know what I mean? Kellogg's this, 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 this. So now he can't fuck. He can't do a single thing. They, he, one day he he dipped after a game they lost and he went to go gamble. You know, so uh, quote, unquote, he went and gambled with his dad in Atlantic City. And the media went off on him. It's like, how does this – gamble blah 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 it's like yo it's like you guys put this image around me and now i'm suddenly forced to live within it that's what happened to tupac for sure because you
0: get fucking boxed in you know what i mean and it's like as soon as you try to get out it's like there's no fucking way you know what i mean they're gonna keep you there
1: you look like people will be like stay in your lane you know what i mean (laughs) do your thing bro do your thing like you know what's funny i posted i post like daily content and uh, sometimes I make random shit. Sometimes I make, like, immigrant shit. And when, sometimes when I put up the random shit, it doesn't do well because it, it's almost the masses saying, like, stick to <laughs> your lane, playboy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Give yeah. us immigrant shit. Don't do these memes, okay? Yeah, You're not a well. meme guy. <laughs> stick to, people tell – people want you in a thing. Until you can show them, you can do all the things. We can make fun of Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Yeah. And then he did This Is America. And now he's like, yo, Childish Gambino's the shit. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you
0: just... People but now you're expecting him to give us more of that. Like, you're like, and as soon as he tries to branch out, it's like, nah, 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 what the fuck still, you doing? Yeah, go yeah. back to the thing we like.
1: Yeah. I wanted to do a bit about this. You know, obviously before COVID and all this shit. But uh, it's so funny, Tupac's difference. And like, you listen to one track in Tupac... It'll be like, I get around. And yeah. then the next track is Keep Your Head Up. <laughs> <laughs> they say the black of the better, <laughs> the, the black of the <laughs> berry, the sweetest the juice. They say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holla to my sisters on welfare. The other song is like, <laughs> I don't want to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want <laughs> it to. if it's that easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, two was all over the place. Hit him up and then Dear Mama. And then yeah. like... But the crazy thing is that his
0: whole, like, anyone who listened to him was receptive to all of that.
1: Because you know I mean? his passion came through, I think. Yeah. He was like a fucking, bro, he was like Malcolm X, Michael Jackson mixed, like, For the like music, not dancing-wise, but like music yeah, yeah. and social justice. He yeah, was, he was always like, and if you ever listen to him in the interviews... This nigga was reading, he's like, he's talking about what he read in prison. Mm. He's like, Sun the art of war. Like, this nigga's reading g- generals. Like, what general strategy? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just the way he thinks. I love it, dude. Yeah. He's a, Tupac was the, he's the, the easiest. We made him, we made him a Jesus after he died. The whole media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they
0: him as fucking, like, the, the savior of... Like, uh, right. Fucking the uh, black right. community yeah.
1: Whatever you want to call it And the nigga was in the booth Every day So after he died Like he dropped seven albums you know what With I mean? Yo bro I <laughs> heard this
0: guy Used to finish a fucking album Like in less than 24 hours Which is fucking nuts dude. Legit I've never
1: heard that that's No crazy. my back not, not,
0: not, not an album He was finished a song <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah Oh yeah yeah <laughs> But oh. that's
1: still fucked oh, bro I've, I've heard even I heard like One go like yeah. people, and dude, you know Nas? You Illmatic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know New York State of Mind? Yeah. Nas did that. That track is on his first take. Holy shit! When you listen to those that. verses on that, apparently that recording was he just he was in the studio and he I don't know if he wrote it out in the studio or came to the studio with those with those one run through of That's New York State fucking of Mind. That's crazy, bro. Nas is an amazing bro. I love the, I love the fairy tale of rappers. Genius rappers coming up, making it, getting out. Like, Nas is a fairy tale, yeah. almost, of rap. Because yeah. he not only got out, but he got out and he became a venture capitalist. He stays out of the media. He drops music whenever he wants. But he kept his money. He's probably richer than ever. He's investing it. in investing. invests in, uh, like, people that come out of the same kind of conditioned neighborhoods yeah. and, like, new age shit. Jay-Z's just on that pure mogul business shit.
0: But Jay-Z was also, like... Like I, obviously, I don't fucking know the guy, but like he definitely took that capitalistic mindset where he didn't mind stepping on a exactly few heads, exactly. Right? He's we, a billionaire. You can't yeah.
1: be this Gandhi billionaire.
0: Yeah, so he didn't give a fuck, right? Whereas I think Nas kind of took that different route. Like, Nas,
1: I think, is trying to literally elevate the culture as much as yeah. possible before he dies. Most He's got this guru thing about him, this peace about him. I now, almost I would feel say like the same he...
0: thing about Chappelle,
1: though. Oh, oh, without a doubt, dude. Gold, gold, oh man, the have you watched Eight Forty Six? Yeah, I saw it. Dude, I that, I, uh, wow, just, I have such a place in my uh, heart for, yeah, um, really? like, what Chappelle, Chappelle's comedy. Chappelle's comedy is, like, dude, that. But that, that wasn't even comedy, though. Oh, I'm not like, talking about 846 oh, just specifically, general, just but I'm general. saying, like, that, to do that, it's almost like, first of all, it was, like, 16 million views in a yeah. day.
0: Which was fun. And he
1: doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't have a uh, anything. It just that goes his, to the top of the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no he's on some sh- Bigfoot shit. Yeah. Wherever
0: his shit <laughs> drops,
1: it trends to the top <laughs> yeah, right away. You know what I mean? What like,
0: the fucked up thing is, he he put out he put it out as an IGTV, which is which is not even. Did like, he actually? Yeah, it came out as a, I I saw it on Instagram before I saw it on YouTube. But he doesn't even have an Instagram page. He put the whole fucking. Well, I guess apparently he The it. Did post. I think or someone else did? But it said Dave Chappelle. That was the fucking so I'm I don't know if he made one for that or yeah. someone made it for him. Oh. But like that's the only post on there. Is that- Oh legit. That yeah. might have been his
1: thing. Yeah and he probably has like two million followers yeah. already. Yeah he
0: I, what I'm thinking in my head is he probably made the fucking Instagram and just didn't to, be seen. to Didn't know how to use it. He probably just made Instagram was like, oh, I think it's like YouTube. And he fucking threw the IGTV on there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I literally didn't realize that at all, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, bro. It's like fucking 20 minutes long. And I'm like, how the fuck do you get people to watch an IGTV?
1: Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like... It it is a slow... Because you don't know how where it's going to go. But it's like... You could tell the man just had to put it... Yeah. Had to have this thing put together. For sure, bro. He just had to say these things. It was crazy. It was just like, anyone who survives this fucking nightmare is my goddamn hero. And that yeah. one why? Why does the black community make him your hero? We didn't! You, you did. killed him! Yeah. So now he's the guy! That's yeah. what it is. He's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. And like... And he sneaks in a couple jokes here and there <laughs> when it gets too heavy. But Chappelle has transcended comedy. He literally... Chappelle has... He Chappelle is literally on some fucking uh. What are those old like g- Greek philosophers and shit like that? Like Marcus Aurelius and shit. Yeah, right? like fucking <laughs> yeah, like so, Constantinopolis yeah. and fucking these guys. <laughs> Chappelle's on that philosopher shit. Trust me, bro. At this point, bro. Yeah. I mean, what, what you know, if he gets a chance to tour, he'll put together a ripping hour. Sticks For and sure. stones. I think fucking that amazing, put it together. Yeah. That I I and I, I was that the, with, was that the one he did in the belly room. That was the one we No, the Belly Room play. was the the Birds and Equanimity or something like that. About the pimp. That was my favorite. Pimp that was my, my I love that. But no, the favorite. most recent one Sticks and Stones is where he's wearing uh the jumpsuit. The jumpsuit, bro. Yeah. That I think is like such a ma- that's a masterpiece at a level that's like That in my and Kevin Hart said this on Rogan too. That puts him above prior in my book. He Chappelle is now he is at, I mean there's no above. Yeah. But I think what Chappelle but, has like Pryor was the biggest like black, honest act that wasn't like yeah a little like this kind of thing. But that's what I mean. I think
0: I think it goes back to the same thing we were talking about before, where like without Prior, there is no Chappelle.
1: Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. That he, uh, Tupac Kendrick. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. But I definitely think like in a way, Chappelle, what you just fucking said was this dude transcended comedy in a sense that we know that he's not just a comedian anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is yeah a yeah. fucking dude that we're like. He's like. This he, is he's
1: a he's he's a whole he's a literally a a, a, a new category of thing, which is crazy. We like, listen to him. We flock to listen to him more than a politician, more than any leader, more yeah. than if Nelson Mandela had a twenty uh, and was still alive yeah. and did random twenty minutes on something. More people in the world will listen to Chappelle. Most definitely, man. And if you look at his up- if Obama put up a thing <laughs> about anything, yeah, name whoever it is. Really, you know what I mean? Like. And Chappelle, it just it just makes me so happy. It gives me this weird tingle inside that, yo, we're doing that same thing. We're down, we're going down that same road.
0: In terms of breaking out of that box?
1: And no, in terms of weird our role is what we're trying to do is deliver comedy to the world. And that is yeah. like that's the elevated enlightenment, enlightened stage 35 years into it. Yeah, yeah. But we're on that path. Yeah, that's man. fucking sick, yo. <laughs> yo, we're the next. What, what Pryor did for Eddie Murphy and Chappelle yeah. and Chris Rock, he's doing for us, right? And he's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, bro. He's been like, I think he's already
0: paved the way. I think now he's just fucking doing it for just to do it.
1: It's know? such an amazing, again, it's almost like the Nas, how we went from Nas. Nas got out. You don't. He, Nas is never in the news. No. Chapelle only wants to be when he wants to be. Yeah. He'll fucking disappear for a decade, which right? is fucking crazy. That's bro. incredible. That's that's Fra- I, that you can you can disappear for a decade
0: and f- come back and like. Come back harder than you
1: left. Bro, that's god level. That's if you <laughs> that's watch like, anime, that's god level. Okay. Me, Dude, it's so sick. He rejected fifty million dollars, comes back into the spot like like, yo, my kids are like all like pretty old now. I fathered them. Chappelle the idea was Chappelle show he's barely seeing his kids. Yeah. He was working his ass off and mm-hmm. he was doing the way people were laughing at the sketches was fucking with his head. He's like, I know they're they're laughing from a place of hatred. All that the combined ske- together with the schedule Do made him dip what to Africa. Do you the sketch was?
0: So the sketch, the sketch, like the in,
1: recent like interview. the sketch that actually made him be like walk off. Yeah, the set. yeah, yeah. What was it? Just r- keep talking. I'm just gonna check the phone yeah, to see if he didn't stop.
0: The the recent interview that I fucking saw from the man was that he was talking about, and basically it was like, it was like um. It was like some fairy that appears whenever there's, like, microaggression or racist shit happening. The fairy, the fairy just fucking pops up. Yeah. And like and it's him? Just, no, no. It wasn't him. It was just some... I think it was, like, a white girl or something playing the fairy. And it would just pop up whenever racist shit would happen or when, like, the N-word or something was about to pop up. And the fairy would fucking pop out of nowhere and say some shit. I, I could be fucking wrong, but that's what I remember it being. And then he said someone in the crowd laughed but then he's like, you know, when someone laughs and it's like they're not laughing with you, they're laughing at you. And he's like, that's when I noticed something was fucked up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I heard that interview. I forget. Well, years ago, I heard yeah. pretty much him describing that. And he was like, fuck that. He was, at that point, He was barely seeing his kids. The show was like going in this super corporate direction. Yeah, they were throwing. They were just 10xing. They were just going corporate with it. Sure. He's like, ah, I don't feel like it. Okay. Ten times the money kind of. Excuse me. But like. And, and it's the straw that broke the camel's back. He was like, fuck it. He disappears for 10 years. Right away comes back, does a $60 million deal with Netflix immediately. How, yeah. You know what I mean? How sick is that? It's like you get, it's like the Scotty Scottie Pippen was like, I'll get my dues. They're like, how do you feel about being like not paid at all? Like being so valuable to the league and yeah. barely getting paid. He's like, I'll get what's mine. And after his career, he's had a super lucrative announcing career. Fuck, Scottie Pippen's like in the when the NBA season's on, yeah. he does like uh, commentating and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's paid millions annually. Like he got his on the back end too. I think yo that
0: and that's the thing that I admire about a lot of these guys isn't even like. Like, I'm not even trying to study, like, what they did to get to where they are. Because, like, fundamentally, it's just about, like, owning what it is you believe in and just sticking through that. And then some way, shape, or form, some shit is going to come out of that. It's inevitable. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm kind of fucking getting from. Like, same thing with Pac. Like, I don't think Pac intended to be one of the greatest rapper of all time. I don't think he built a formula. He found something that he believed in and he just fucking, that's all he kept pressing. And then out of that, some shit happened.
1: Look at how many albums he dropped, bro. Yeah. I mean, think of us as comedians. Think about dropping an album. Tupac, Strictly for My Niggas, uh, Me Against the World, uh, All Eyes on Me, Tupacalypse. Those all were like in a five, six year span. And then after he died, Loyal to the Game and like nine others. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, this nigga was always in the booth, but it's crazy. Like... I ain't mad till this day. I, uh, there's some Tupac tracks that get me going. I am mad at you. Yeah. Dun, nah, 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 dun, yo dun, I used to be a dun. huge
0: fucking DMX fan too but then he went <laughs> yeah but then he went fucking Cray,
1: crazy. He went bro. to jail for the ninth time bro did <laughs> you think know he's been in prison like 14 or is that the number of kids he has I mixed up no, the numbers it's either prison or 14 <laughs> yeah. kids it's, they're both in double d- Yeah, yeah d- <laughs> d- they're both having the fucking same
0: did you know this guy this guy went to jail because he impersonated a cop and gave someone a fake speeding ticket DMX? That's some Hollywood shit. A speeding ticket? (laughs) Bro, he talks about it. No, he gave him a ticket for driving too slow because he has a fucking siren in his car so that he turned the siren on he pulled someone over and he wrote a fake ticket and he got fucking charged <laughs> that's so fucking <laughs> yeah, put- bro <laughs> he's fucking hilarious man
1: yo what the fuck Did you have a uniform Did you have the I have uniform? No fucking like,
0: idea i don't even know how you believe he's undercover. yeah, he's yeah.
1: Like- yo aren't you dmx <laughs> 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 you were not too slow man <laughs> 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 What's the number? Remember <laughs> Cat Williams bit? What's the you know DMX wasn't shit at cheating. Bitch, <laughs> what's the number? <laughs> the number 3. Nigga, <laughs> why are you hollering? <laughs> what do you think about Cat Williams? Honestly, yo,
0: I fucking I, th- I think he's just Inconsistent man I, I, I think, think I think he definitely Like Like there's some specials That he puts out Where I'm like What the fuck is this But then some <sighs> specials He'll put out And I'm like All the way through bro I'm in fucking tears Yeah Like his pimping chronicles Oh uh, There's the, nothing that beats uh, that the Bro the first time He made fun of uh, This is before Michael Jackson died But when he ripped on him Like oh, that yeah.
1: whole Don't nobody <laughs> say The same shit about you For
0: 20 <laughs> Whitney done smoked The kneecaps off We say <laughs> Yeah Oh, fuck, bro. He's like, you can't be no Muslim. You got a white woman pork
1: face. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) How you going into camp? You got pork on your face, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was watching it with my girl, like just showing her, just running back all the classics. It's so sick showing everyone the classics. All of Louis stuff, Elephant in the Room, the Patrice stuff, all of Chappelle stuff, all of Rock stuff. You know what
0: I mean? All of Burr stuff. I was going to say, actually, like that you brought Patrice up, too. I was going to ask this about Pac. But, like, yo, if you think Pac and Biggie were still alive today, do you think they would still have the same rep?
1: No. I think Tupac would have been on some not. Tupac would have been on, like, some... um... Would he still be making music? I think he'd be on, like... You know how Jay-Z went, like dabbles in music and then it full, is 90% shit. is capitalism. Yeah. I think Tupac would dabble in music and 90% would Activiz- be like activism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I heard that. He'd be like uh, Steve Suzuki yeah. or Dave Suzuki <laughs> <are> the <laughs> Suzuki. But he'd also drop a verse every now and then. Yeah, you know yeah. what I or mean? Or like
0: j- hop on features. And yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Like, I think and I think Biggie might if he didn't die in 96, he would have been dead by now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or probably from diabetes or something. No, no I'm talking about, like, too, Biggie, it seemed like, was getting into more too type much of... that heat. Yeah, sheet, like, Biggie shit. was a lot more... Tupac was... It was the media that killed them, too. Was the media made up this yeah, beef, bro. really. And then they're like, East, West, East, West. And everyone's like, yo, I'm West. And everyone's like, I'm East. And, and everyone's everyone like, yo, fucking, what the
0: fuck? Yeah, everyone just fed off of it, which was stupid, bro.
1: But it is crazy how, like... Bro, man... Sometimes I think about how Suge Knight was in that car when Tupac died and he did... What is... Sh- Suge Knight has, like...
0: Yeah, this guy. Suge fucked. Knight was in the
1: car. When Tupac died? When Tupac died, Suge Knight was driving, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, bro. Yo, don't I'm don't pretty know. sure Suge Knight was driving when Tupac died. That's fucked, dude. Yeah. yeah, and then someone... I gotta some sleazy shit. Someone though, told me dude. he put the hit on, on it. Someone told me that, a conspiracy theory. I'm like, I, Suge Knight is a fucking, like heartless he's like don king he's He's a heartless businessman he's heartless business fucking like beat you up kill people and shit like that yeah there's no way he would put a hit on tupac and ha and have the streets do a drive-by while he's in the car nobody's that stupid (laughs) yeah like make sure i'm in the car so no one suspects that no you're gonna die in crossfire no one's that. i would never believe a story of him Setting up Tupac to die But he
0: also did a lot of weird shit bro There was some fucking interview Where like after Easy e died of AIDS He was talking about how you could get AIDS in a fucking
1: needle Did you see that? Oh like trying to like He's like he ain't gay You know what I'm talking about Like for his family like. No
0: no he's just saying Like he was just talking about it Like he did it Do you know what I mean Like he fucking
1: injected the man with. Oh I heard fucking- about that Yeah, yeah In NWA the movie they did that right I don't know They kind of made it fucking, seem yeah, like He's nuts But that's crazy to give AIDS in the '90s. That's a (laughs) death (laughs) sentence. (laughs) I'd rather get COVID right now. (laughs) Fuck, you know what I mean? Fuck, bro. At least there's a chance to come back from that. AIDS in the '90s is a death sentence. Jesus, man. What about
0: Patrice, bro? What do you think? (sighs) Patrice Patrice is still alive.
1: Patrice was incredible. Every time Patrice had the amazing talent of. Making his comedy, his comedy sounded more organic in the moment than anybody yeah, else's. Bro. He's yeah. like it, it's so, it's all so much emotion and stutter and like the word each other. Why, 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 why? why <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that might be half the bit, and it's fucking, and he just ties it in with just attitude. Why, your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> and then he does a shoulder. Like, yeah, uh, Patrice did so much with so little. I bro, just his fucking facial expressions, you know what I mean? You're talking about women like the uh men working with women is like having a uh having the grisbear work the, with salmon. Yeah, Oh, you you look great dipped in honey like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, bro, man. he was on the next level, man, that dude. And like him too though. He he's just a fucking another example of like someone who just Stuck by what they believed in And just fucking full force You know what I mean he, yeah,
1: yeah he was uh, He was very like naturally talented There's a video of him at like 19 or 18 yeah. Just on stool doing a set at some club I don't know where he is But he's like young as fuck I swear to god he's just on Like the way he's sitting and doing comedy The the amount of no fucks he gives <laughs> yeah. Bro it looks like a 10 year comic he's, I swear to god He's picking his nose with the mic in his hand well, at least, well, what? Why? 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 And he's flicking boogers and shit. And he's doing, and people are walking out, and the other ones that are staying are. Because that was his whole thing. Patrice's yeah, thing was give, 50 50. Yeah, yeah. 50 are like, oh, and 50 are dying, or otherwise yeah. you don't have like a thing. That was his mentality. Some walk, some and love you, right? But I'm like, holy fuck, this guy was. This guy seems seasoned as shit before he was 20. Like, <laughs> holy shit.
0: He's insane, man. He's fucking nuts. I feel
1: like as a bigger dude, like, if you're a fat dude going into comedy, you just, it's... Something about it is just easier. It's easier for people to laugh at... I, I uh, f- Not at fat people. Yeah. It's easier for, for people to fuck with humor from big people. Number one. Yeah. And number two, I feel like you have, like... I, being a bigger person I feel like there's something about that that makes you funny <laughs> I've met so many funny as fuck fat people but so the, many it's probably cause they had to
0: fight. out of comedy
1: way out of comedy bro, nothing that's to the do only with comedy. way they knew
0: how to fucking boost confidence it, bro you, can, you have no self esteem you have to find avenues somehow you yeah. gotta fucking turn to humor exactly exactly <laughs> you dude i mean? met so many fat hilarious
1: dudes yeah. way before comedy and now I realize it's like bro, that's what, swim right? that's why yeah. I got
0: fucking scared when I started working out I'm like yo if I look better do you think I'll be a shit comic like yo you know, you
1: know, yo, I, yo I used to get yo, people used to do that to me what when I first got in San Francisco they would hate on me in San Fran when I first started
0: that's probably just cause they were fucking racist bro no I'm talking about <laughs> bro man I'm,
1: bro I love to this love to this nigga named uh <laughs> anthony medina <laughs> out there running shows in san francisco this is when he first came he showed me love by the end yeah. but bro when i first got to san francisco started doing open mics i was doing open mics for months and he booked the one show and i'm trying to get on i'm not doing that good yeah. but i'm seeing everybody eventually yeah, gets, yeah, 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 yeah and he just didn't fuck with me for some reason and one time i swear to god he tells me he goes bro you're too good looking to trust i'm like what the fuck i'm here every day at this open mic bombing or not how are you going to say some shit Uh, imagine telling somebody the opposite you're too ugly to trust or you're too ugly to be lying (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) either way it's not it you know what i mean like like, that's not a thing i have never heard that in my life like he he was all he fucking he came at me like I was like the white man like bro but I, I give that vibe sometimes, bro. I remember I used to go to Tennessee to work and niggas thought I was undercover. <laughs> Shit, yeah. What? You guys know about the who's the plug here? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a little E or M or whatever's hot these days. Oh, I'm I'm being <laughs> They probably
0: thought Oh, that I'm you being started, rushed. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> they probably uh, They probably thought that when you started fucking rapping Tupac lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs>
1: Film it load nose. Oh, bro, that's oh. that uh Always grew up on I grew up on Tupac And uh, one time I'm going to I worked at Best Buy When I was 16 Okay I'm driving to work In my mom's van The exact blue van Or purple van From Good Kid Mad City The album cover Oh shit That's the exact (laughs) van I used to always have I'm going to Best Buy Blasting Tupac Uh, It was the song Um I've, it might have been Trapped, I forget, but uh, but there's one lyric in it that I just kept repeating, and I go in, I'm selling cameras, and I'm yeah. still repeating it. I start my shift, and then I go, some guy comes up to ask me something, and yeah. I'm 16, black kid, and I say, and the lyric is, drive by and niggas die, murder without a motive while making motherfuckers cry. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he, I look back, and he's like, so scared. <laughs> i'm like oh hi what are you looking for a uh, a point and shoot or a slr what can i help you with <laughs> here at oh, best buy fuck. it's no commission no pressure
0: <laughs> oh fuck
1: oh. uh bro you were just telling me before you uh we posted up on the podcast that you are in like you've got the biggest heart you know you're one of those co- bro I'm not, oh, i'm gonna tell you God. the truth i'm gonna tell you the truth yeah. okay I'm not proud of this, too, okay? okay when okay. I first moved to Toronto, because, you know, we all want to be liked as comedians, right? Yeah. When I first moved out here, I always have this thing in my heart where I I really want people to accept me right away. Yeah. But a lot of times, that in a lot of things, in almost everything, people don't really accept you right away, especially in comedy. Yeah, Six bro. months, they give you the shoulder, and then they this, right? People probably still fucking hate you when you have And to people still, a yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go, right? But, bro, I remember when I first came, like, I... I I want to be like, we all, as comedians, We w- all of us want to be liked. Fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's like what drives it. I When I first came out here, bro, I was like, man, who's this nigga Jesse Singh? <laughs> man, <this> is, bro. <laughs> Everybody. Bro, there's not a person you will, if you're into a Toronto comic or here listening to this or just anybody knows Jesse, there's nobody that has beef with you, bro. You have like a fucking, you have the most like, you're like the, you're like, you know One Piece? The Yeah the, the stretchy guy Yeah you're like Goku You know what I mean You're like pure of heart oh, bro, You know, know But Goku's that, bro, like fucking... stupid and shit You're not yeah. stupid yeah. <laughs> But you're the pure of heart shit You know I remember I was hating too I was like Money can't be this and that. And then, I, and then I'd listen to your act and your act. You're working with developmentally challenged people. I'm Like, man, this thing is fucking perfect and You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I got to know you, and I had you on the pod months ago. But I'm like, now I see it, bro. I'm like, before we started the podcast, you're fucking helping kid. You're helping women get out of. Uh, you're helping women get out of uh, human trafficking. And you're helping yeah, like, on street teens get jobs at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like how what the bro. fuck, bro? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I made TikTok videos all <laughs> day. You make me
0: feel like shit. Nah, bro. I mean, yo, to be a completely thank you for that, by the way. Yo, hundred
1: percent. Like, that's the truth. But to that's be completely
0: honest, I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that fucking hates me, but no, I have No, nobody, idea why, bro.
1: You know I mean? And but, if they do, they don't fucking know you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, they but, don't know you're carrying uh, 17 youths <laughs> on yeah, your back.
0: Fuck. fuck, bro. But yeah, man, like that shit is like That's just something that I was just like I felt inspired to do. You know what I mean? And and the weird thing is, yo, that's what I'm conflicted in right now. Is like I love comedy, but I also love what I do, like in terms of work. So it's like trying to find a way to either mesh both or give my full attention to one. And it's like, how the fuck do I do that? You know what I mean? And I think I think my bad. I'm gonna go on a test. No, no, (laughs) no, but like I think like that's one of the reasons why I praise fucking not praise, but that's why the one of the reasons why I look up to Chappelle so highly is not just him as a comedian, but also like what he stands for. You know what I mean? He was that person that like I saw was like he has layers to him. Like he wasn't just a fucking comedian. He showed you that he's a human being who feels things. You know what I mean? And like as as a comic, it's very fucking difficult to break out of that box because everyone expects 100%. you to be that person to shed light on any situation that's happening. But it's like, yo, sometimes I just wanna feel shit. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He and waits like, on stuff. Bro, and even his um his
1: uh that award that he received the Mark Twain speech. Mark Twain oh, bro that, I watched that on repeat, bro. And I almost w- I cried almost that first one. Trust me. When he me, goes, I will fight for any practitioner of this art. Yeah, I
0: was like oh, I'm <laughs> <here."
1: I'm, laughs> And bro the shit that
0: got me Was when he was talking about That quote that his mom said He said oh, um, Sometimes Okay she goes "Fuck." Sometimes Sometimes you have to show people that you're a wolf So you can be the lamb you really are Or something no,
1: like that No sometimes you gotta uh, uh, Sit with the wool to uh Sometimes you got to lay with the sheep to show people the wolf you really are. Right, it's something to get. Some and shoe, then it goes, like that, and Ma, I, I laid that talk. I would fight. I would go gab to gab with anyone yeah, just bro. so I could chill and be myself. Trust me. And bro. I was like, yo, that's my and, whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the reason why that shit
0: resonated with me so much was because the man literally said that like he was he was always a timid person like he he hated scared to fight he hated confrontation but like as soon as you challenged him to like to verbally or like to talk like he would shut you the fuck up you know what I mean. And you identify and with that? Is that how you were coming up? I mean... I could see it, man. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I definitely use comedy as a defense mechanism. Like, even but, that but, I, but you're like, I'll oh, fight, bro. <laughs> no, I <laughs> don't... <no, laughs> what? I wish a motherfucker would. The kings are coming. Bro, that's why I started doing my time now, bro. Oh. Fucking trying to learn. I got jumped at grade six. Uh, what is it? What? The podcast? Oh, oh you think I, I jumped? Yeah, I got oh, jumped. that
1: story's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, check out... I forget what episode it is, but I cut that in a getting robbed by yeah. Jesse Singh. <laughs> check out the short bro when on I YouTube. got
0: f- fucking jumped in high yo, school yo what it
1: is doggy <laughs> that? no, So
0: that's good I'm at 6 in the morning bro I'm trying to go to a fucking factory job with Filipinos let me leave
1: <laughs> holy fuck but, what it is
0: doggy but yeah bro like that shit was facts cause like I remember growing up in, in like when I was growing up in the hood it was like Yo, I didn't know how to fucking fight. I was a nerdy-ass Indian kid. But a lot of the times that saved me was because, like, like when anytime dudes would, like, try to run up or, like, they would wait for you after school and shit, they would be like, nah, allow him. He's funny. Cause they would yo, see me do 100%. sketches, or they would see me perform on stage in like yes. school and shit. Yo, me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, but in London, they like in London they say, "All right, he's cool, he's cool." But yeah. in, in Toronto, they say, "Yo, allow him.
0: <laughs> 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 yo, allow him, fam.
1: Yo, 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 that got funny thing right
0: there. <laughs> yo, he's <laughs> got jokes. Yeah,
1: yeah. In London, the exact same thing, bro. I used to, I used to be afraid to fight. I used to have older brothers who fought, and." uh I used to have older brothers who were fucking up with the law and shit, yeah. so that the 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 pressure to do well academically fell on my shoulders way harder. Trust me, because everybody else was fucking up. You gotta do good. You know what I mean? So, being focusing on that, when you focus on that, you think more logically, and when you're yeah. logical, like I was like a smart kid, logical, afraid to fight, you know, because I overthink. Yeah. I overthink. Yeah, yeah. I only Fuck see yeah. the negatives. I'm a fucking million-dollar baby my neck on this curb. <laughs> you know that stool scene yeah. in Million Dollar Baby? Yeah. I don't know if you saw the movie Million Dollar I Baby, see. but you probably seen that scene where a boxer gets knocked out and as they're falling, yeah, yeah. a dirty, lit, the corner person will bring in a stool and then as they fall, their neck hits it <laughs> and they fucks the. I always think that's going to happen with the curb or some neck shit like oh. I'm going to get dropped Fuck. and I'm going to split my head open or... So I always didn't want to fight. I always didn't want to fight. I'd always kid. I would kid until the last second. And it was only in my twenties where, where I was like, Yo, I'm not. I started to take the stance. Like before 20, I would kid until the end. Yeah. I would never get aggressive. I would kid, 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 kid. Right? Only in my twenties. I was like, Yo, I'm beginning taking advantage. I gotta stop the kidding attitude. Yeah, bro. And I actually gotta stand up for myself in this moment. But before my twenties, bro, I would take it. To the grave I would take that joke To the grave (laughs) You're fucking with me Whatever (laughs) I'm just gonna get away from you (laughs) You keep fucking with me (laughs) You fuck (laughs) Let me just get away As far from you as You know what I mean Like never come out And be like Yo stop the fuck (laughs) That didn't You know That didn't happen Until much later Right I
0: hear you bro That's facts But yeah man I think like That's why like Comedy to me Was such a fucking Saving grace In that sense You know It taught me How to use my voice you know
1: bro at recess uh, i used to uh killing them softly and oh, for what it's oh, worth fuck dude. i used to reenact them perfectly at recess and i almost still to this day can do all of for what it's worth word for word pretty much from the holy beginning holy shit we did a big cable nigga god damn we did it big, big. <laughs> you know what i mean like i was just i used to have you know those mini dvd players out of a seven inch display and yeah. just big enough for a dvd I used to just be in my room and I, would just, I burned it for what it's worth. And whenever I was like, there was shit going on or like whatever, bro, at least once a week I'd pop it in and I would just grunt through the hour. And I was literally, and I didn't realize it until like way in my twenties when I did my first, I was literally training my mind. I was like training my mind to do comedy way for over you- a decade. Never, never. Cause I have the immigrant mind. Yeah. You don't, you, I was never thought that I, I could make a career out of an art. It just yeah. wasn't an option in my mind, yeah. and I had to become the engineer before I and and realize I hated it before I could do anything else. Really.
0: So when did you when did you find out you wanted to do comedy? Well,
1: two years into engineering in Detroit, I'm miserable doing engineering. I have a I'm depressed. I don't know what it is.
0: How long ago was this?
1: This was twenty fifteen. Holy shit. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty recently. Yeah. If bro. you think about it, right? Just five years ago. It's crazy. Ten years ago, I was in school. Uh, yeah, I'm in Detroit, and I'm just like I'm getting paid, and I got the bro. All I wanted, grow, because I grew up poor. You know, you have get, you have hood dreams. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. I want a fucking yo. I want a nice this car, and I want a nice place. I want a nice car. Yeah. I got them. I got a nice salary, and I got it all young. And the the spark just every day went away. Six months to a year later, all that shit feels like nothing. It just feels all you see is what it costs you a month. And you realize that you just trapped yourself to making at least this much dollar amount a year or more. So now you got to work for the promotion. You're just in this little hustle because you tied yourself to these possessions. So the thing you wanted, bro, all I wanted was a nice car growing up. All I wanted, and I'd look at the it. cars. I'd be like, "Yo, that's a fucking this. That's a fucking that. That's it. I'll do what that is. Yo, that model just came out. Yo, my new model. To your family. Yo, looks sick. New new stock wheels are dope. All that. Then I get the car. It's sick for a year, and then it fades. Two years, I'm just depressed, bro. And uh I hit my first open mic in Detroit, and you the just rest is history, the bug. bro. Oh, the rest, yeah. I mean, I. Bombed horribly, yeah. <laughs> horrifically. You know, some people have a good story. Like yo, I killed the first time, <laughs> and I bombed the next couple times. No, yo, I died, bro.
0: My the thing, worst. The death. thing is, my first fucking set ever was at Absolute, so it went well. But then it got to my head because I'm like, oh yeah. shit, every I'm show. I'm the mic. I'm like, bro, I'm a fucking natural. <laughs> and then,
1: and then, six months just ate shit, bro. Just fucking ate a dick, bro. At least a year for me before I started getting like. I could be Anything. confident that I could go up there and be like, it's a 50-50. 50-50, I'll do well. Most definitely. You know, for that first while, you have a good set every six
0: yeah, or five. Bro. You know what I mean? But what, like, I was going to say, you see how you were talking about losing the spark with
1: engineering and shit? Did that ever happen with comedy? Never. I Bro, that's how you know. Shit, that's how you eh? know, man. Dude, ask my girl. Like, you know, I make, because I put all, my, all the focus I had for... uh because I was going out a lot, almost like five, seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, mics, shows, blah, blah, blah. But uh, all that effort and hours, I shifted to online stuff. So TikTok, Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I asked my girl. I'm like, if when I come up with a funny idea, yo, I'm so excited to record that shit. I don't get paid a shit, buck. Man. I don't make anything. I just yeah. want to be like, yo, if I can get it on the phone, how I'm picturing <laughs> it. This is gonna be fun. It's <laughs> <as laughs> fun. And that's all it's about. And like that feeling and having, because, bro, I came up as an immigrant and my, like, to, a father of a family of eight. Yeah. A father with an economics background, an MBA, who had to drive a cab for almost 20 years in London, Ontario, because they don't fucking accept any of that shit. And yeah. he got his MBA from Holland. They don't even accept Netherlands, bro. <laughs> That's as long as you a nigga, they're like, nah, bro. Are you sure that doesn't say fucking Sudan village? <laughs> yeah, it's Netherlands. Nah, you good. <laughs> no, like, so he got fired. Fa- so, like, very money conscious. Big family. Barely, you know what I mean? So I grew up extremely money-centered yeah, and yeah, focused. Yeah. I heard that. So everything in my life was like, how can I make the most amount of money? And when I started making money, and having net income, having excess disposable income, yeah. the obsession became: how do I grow this money as fast as possible? Shit. Okay, hey. okay let's we're gonna do stocks. We're gonna do ETFs. let maybe we can get uh we could split a house with my boys. What else? I used to I used to try to I used to buy trucks from Ontario legally. Uh, legally import them into the United States and sell them in Michigan what because a- trucks because V8s depreciate in Ontario fast people don't want V8s here yeah. Michigan V8s hold their value a long time I don't know if this is still the case but back in 2016 your boy bro, bro I, bought, I bought this old I bought an 06 F150 for th- for 3 G's yeah. took it over the border 3 G's Canadian took it over the border sold it for 6 American
0: I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. I just know that you just mess said cars make more money in Michigan. That's where I- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so that, that,
1: that, Bro, that. for some reason, what I like something about immigrant, I assume you have some sort of <laughs> fundamental car understanding. <laughs> that, that a lot of you guys don't. Yeah, that's what I just fucking retained for no. So big motors, V8, big trucks, people yeah. don't fuck with them in Ontario. Nobody wants a gas guzzler. But in Michigan, people want the biggest fucking, it's a state. Why? People, because people want the VA because it can fucking haul a lot. You know what I mean? It can fucking just, it's a fucking VA, man. Your, what was your cock? Little bro, get a fucking, you know what I mean? Like it's fucking, it's a VA, bro. Just like a, but anyways, the point is I made a hundred percent return in like a month. But it's like you can only import a couple before the (laughs) board is like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You're here as an engineer. Why are you importing all these F-150s? Oh, you know? (laughs) The point is, once I started making good money, my obsession became, how do I grow the extra money? So it always was a money Money obsession. Mm -hmm. Always, always. Until comedy. Until comedy. Until all this shit happened. Until I got into stand-up. Because... I never would have thought I'd do something like five, six, seven days a week, never asking for a dollar, committing mad hours, and all I'm thinking about is, like, getting better. Like, all I'm thinking about is the subjective, like, growth of it. I never, if you told me when I was 15 or 16 that I'd be doing this, quit an engineering job and be doing open mics. So
0: that shit wasn't tough, though, to know that you were making that much fucking loot and then all of a sudden you lost it. Cause you wanted to chase this?
1: Oh, bro! It, it fell into my lap. Fuck! I told this story many times on the podcast for people who listen, but I go to Michigan. I do my first set in Michigan. Now I'm doing open mics. I love it. I'm like, okay, sick. I'm gonna become a comic. I'll do engineering for five years and comedy at night, and then in my sixth year, I'll be a good enough comic that I can quit engineering yeah, and yeah, just do yeah, comedy. Yeah. One of those plans. <laughs> the one month in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those plans you know? have. <laughs> So, but in the meantime, I'm still depressed, and I'm thinking, yo, Michigan is the problem. The problem is I don't have sun. I'm gonna move to California, so yeah. I get a job in San Francisco, bro. That's where I meet, you know, Anthony Medina and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I move from Detroit, and then in San Francisco, I go in. In 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 Michigan, I was going one mic a week, maybe, for six seven mics. Michigan, and then San Francisco, I started going every day. I'm like in it a hundred percent. Six, seven, eight while months while still working. Whilst I, bro, I'd leave. I drive from. Imagine I worked in San Mateo. It'd be like imagine like working in Mississauga. We'll say like distance yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. and living in downtown Toronto, Fuck. and dr- and being done in the office six thirty, rolling a little joint, and as you drive right into the corner, and then do the first mic there, and be out every night till ten, every day.
0: That's wild. Wow. Going hard,
1: okay. Yeah. But eventually, this company fired, laid me off essentially. They laid me off and because I was on a visa that required me to have a job, mm-hmm. I lost the visa. So I had to leave the country and now I'm living in San Francisco, fucking expensive as shit. Every month I'm losing 3000 out of my savings. I gotta Jesus. get the fuck out of here, ASAP. <laughs> the rent's fucked. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have the money to stay so I dip. I dip the States. I come back to Canada and I'm like, yo, okay. So what are my options right now? Do I get an engineering job? I'm about a year into comedy at this point, obsessed. Fuck it. Let's just go fully into comedy. And like, I, I, I got a job at a friend's company in London, which was an engineering job. It was like, it was kind of like I was coming to Toronto too. That's when I first met you. I used to come up. I don't know if we, when we first met, I was from London. And I would drive up I to remember, Toronto re- all the time. I remember that, but I don't remember where we first actually met. Probably Greenleaf or, 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 or like Smiling Buddha or some shit like that. Holy fuck, like It was I a while. It's like Buddha, ed, just, I'm talking about November 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd come in like five, three, four times a week, do all the mics, drive back to London, do this. And as soon as I hit five months with this job and I could apply for EI, I quit. May of 2018, moved to Toronto. 100%. Jeez. Yeah, bro. And now there's just, bro, now I have no money. Like Serb, <laughs> Sir. and yo, and just and life is so much better. So, you know, t- to anybody out there who's like in a similar situation, just know that it's scary. It really is scary because I was, my family was kind of dependent on me, that, and they yeah. still kind of are. But I set things up in a way that make it so it's like i i was paying for a lease for my mom for four years when i was working corporate because she my dad would always buy her junk fucking cars yeah she bought that mechanic every three days because my dad's cheap as fuck yeah so then when i got a job i was like fuck that fuck all that shit mom you getting a kia soul (laughs) it was hot it was mama, hot back yeah (laughs) just know you are appreciated (laughs) This was back in twenty fourteen. Kia Souls were hot as fuck. You know <laughs> what I mean. They had the song and everything. But anyways, so I was paying for that. Now I can't really pay for that. But now it's like I do other little things to figure it out. But now my younger siblings have graduated. Except for my little brother, he's still in school. But my yeah. little sister, she's working full time now. My older brother was like fucking around and like didn't have a shit together for years. Now is like has a a, a steady income. Doing this thing. So they have slowly taking the burden off of my shoulders because they see me fully... At the beginning, they weren't fucking... They're like, they thought I lost my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually, they see, oh, you're fully committed, and life's way better now, man. the Fuck the money because you'll know when you get the money, you just you just live proportional to what you make.
0: That's I it. Hear you, man. You and know I what think I mean? but I
1: think I'm kind of stuck in that
0: predicament right now where I just feel like my mom's because de- she's a single mom, you know what I mean? So she's kind of dependent on like me helping out with the financial shit, but I definitely feel like if I can try to figure that situation out that I'm like you said, man, like I'm pretty blessed with just knowing that I can do something that I love. Whether that's comedy or like working at where I'm at, and like not have to worry about the fucking money shit, because I think that's usually the fucking hardest part. At least not hardest part, but I think that's one of the the part that like definitely puts a restraint on people is how do I get
1: my financial shit figured out. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. That's and I'm still not there because yeah. this Serb has been like an artistic grant for me, bro. Yeah, and which is. I have-
0: Bro, which is fucked, cause like it only took a whole fucking pandemic to us for <laughs> us to realize yeah. we had this funding. This pulled out the ass. Yeah, 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 the seventy
1: <laughs> billion. All yeah. right, we, all right, pay it back though. Yeah, yeah. what the the income the... taxes on it next what year? The fuck, bro? yeah, right. That's just a hundred billion. Oh my oh. god! But man, you know what? Uh, who knows Maybe maybe Those financial options Are around the corner For you Maybe they're six months away Maybe they're a year Maybe they're two The point is yeah, Your man. love for comedy Is not gonna go away If If jumping out of the corporate And getting into comedy Would have meant That my mom I would have put my family In a financial situation that would have made them insecure, I wouldn't have done it like that. Yeah. I would have still been doing comedy, but, but I like would have you, been doing some fucking engineering shit. I'd <laughs> I be talking about it on stage every night, how much I hate my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? But, but I'd be doing would, a double hustle type yeah, of thing. Yeah. I would never, ever leave and dry. And in fact, till the funny thing is till this day, bro, my, my brother-in-law, I love him, Walid, my my uh <laughs> my older sister's um, husband, yeah, uh, they got the two beautiful kids, two daughters, so fucking yeah. cute. Uh, Bless him He's like He always hits me With the same shit He's like What are you What if it doesn't work out You know what I mean <laughs> yeah. He's like Listen to me man I have cousins In the Khalij, The Khalij is the Gulf Yeah Abu Dhabi Dubai <laughs> Qatar yeah. 12,000 13,000 A month US No tax Engineers Think of the money And I'm like I'm like dude First of all I And, and I look him in the eye And I'm telling him The path I'm taking right now Is the path that'll make. Well, I'm 100% sure this is the path for financial security.
0: 100%.
1: Not let's let's try to find a job that gives me 110G salary and I fucking get laid off in eight months because I don't give a fuck and I can't compete with all the other people who are passionate
0: about the job. 100%. Not even that, bro. You become a fucking slave. Like, you know what I mean? You become a slave to a dollar right now. Like, I'd rather keep, like, even though I'm saying this, even though I just fucking say it. Yo, bro, you I'm take a if you could. You yeah, know what I mean? You but, know, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, nah, but the thing is, yo, I, uh, that's also like even the whole shit that I'm doing now, it's not like for the non for profits. I'm not making fucking bank. Oh, I know. That's right. what I'm
1: saying. Of course. There's no way. The shit you're doing, bro, yeah. that comes from a love of it. There's no money in that shit, yeah, bro. There's probably like just sixteen hundred a month or some which, shit,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is fucked, bro. If you yeah. think
1: about you, I like you, like you know what I mean. There's, there's no money in like in 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 um, community resources and benevolence. No, shit, you know what I mean? Wild. There's there's really no money in that.
0: If ideally, like what I would, would like to see myself is like creating some sort of fucking programming or workshop utilizing comedy and the shit that i do so like ideally i would want to construct something that i could take to different non-for-profits or like work with youth but incorporating this kind of comedy
1: to it because i think you know how easy uh, that is bro yeah can i can i say this for sure that you know all those cheesy people that come to your school tell you don't you know no, don't fucking, fuck, don't do drugs, yeah, blah blah blah. We always had one. We always had this bald black dude in London who I think did the whole Thames Valley district. He ran the whole circuit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's but this nigga was funny. I don't know. I don't remember if he was a comic. I don't remember. But I remember when he was the talker and he would yeah. come to the Muslim Student Association or he'd come to the high schools or the grade schools. I forget where I saw him. Or I saw him like three or four separate times. But I always remember everyone loved him before he even started talking. They'd be like, oh, it's him. And, and, they, and even the kids, like the ha-ha kids. Like, yeah, oh, man. shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember told, one though. line he said. He goes, he's telling us some facts. And he goes, listen, now I'm going to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> and everyone's like, <laughs> ah! you know what I mean? And that's cheesy as fuck. But the point is that. The 99% of the people That go to these schools Are fucking weirdos People that you don't Relate with There's just a fucking yeah. Like uh, a, a recovering yeah. A recovering alcoholic Who's mandated by the court To do this thing You know what I mean <laughs> Who's mandated I, by I, the court To I, tell you, you don't drink f- and drive You fucking tell They walk in with an ankle brace Yeah exactly Don't do it alright uh, <laughs> Now hug six of <laughs> yeah. you But uh, you're, you're, You'll yeah. end up like me yeah. you gonna end up like me Kind of talking Three more minutes Mr. Pazinski? <laughs> alright uh, if, uh, if you got a drink if you're gonna drink and drive put, put a toonie in your mouth the metal fucks up the thing no not that you like the point is that there's fucking room for that the high schools grade schools they're never gonna go away yeah that need for constant like relatable education is never gonna go away 100 and your skill for comedy is only gonna get sharper
0: yeah
1: and the people that you work with, your network of, like, people that you've worked with that'll be like, oh, Jesse Singh. Oh, yeah, fuck it, yeah, Jesse Singh. You ever heard of Jesse Singh? That grows. That accumulates. When you leave a place, bro. they don't forget you. Most so definitely.
0: When you leave... And I think... My bad, my bad. Not no, no, no. Up. Keep going. I was
1: ranting. Yeah, you. My, not to cut you off, <laughs> bro. But,
0: like, I, I think a huge p- part of that, too, is just because of, like, they're not gonna forget you. Granted, you put the effort in. You know what I mean? For correct. sure. And, yes, and, correct. And, um... I definitely even made, like, just being in the field that I'm in, I've had fucking connections with people who's actually left my organization to go on and do other things. But I still have those connections. You know what I mean?
1: So I I dope that you even bring that up because I didn't even thought about it like that all the people that are in your network of people that just are good people that want to give back that like philanthropic i don't know what the word is like they like philanthropy they like those activities like to be benevolent charitable all that stuff i mean philanthropy you need money to do it but (laughs) philanthropy is like giving to charities right Yeah. yeah well i mean like you know what I mean? Being yeah, charitable 100%, 100%, with your time, being yeah. a good person, giving back, actually giving a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I talk all this and that, but when the when's the last time I was at a fucking soup kitchen or any of these things? You're I actually mean, doing the stuff, bro. So that's what I love. And all those people are in the same circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people that help that stuff, their their friends went to work for nonprofits with the district 100%. that, that uh, organizes this, uh, talking for kids for uh, the... The, uh, what's it called? Peers. Yeah. uh, yeah. Or VIP, Values, Influences, Peers program. All that stuff. There's cop stuff, specific cop stuff, like don't do drugs. But like I said, that black, bald black dude that killed the circuit. Yeah. You could 100% be that. That guy that the kids actually, like, recognize and, like, they didn't just shut him out as, like, authority right away. He actually was funny. And he was cheesy funny. Like, if you went out there actually funny, actually caring, like... I'm telling you, there's there's for sure, for sure money in that. And in the meantime, you take... Because that's like... The VIP season is like September, October. It's like you that your first couple months of fourth grade or fifth grade, right? So you have months where that stuff is not required by the districts. You fucking do a brown tour with fucking this guy and this guy. (laughs) And you go get your little money here and here. And you're a resident... uh, Comic with absolute or whatever. You pick up your money here and there. Like, it's not about making a million bucks. It's about having a good living, hundred percent, supporting man. your family, and just doing it out of the your the thing your specialty. And the that's thing the is, key, I think.
0: And like to me, I always feel like if you're passionate about something, and then if there's something that you like, truly. Like, if it's something that you're passionate about, but you're doing it wholeheartedly, I always felt like there's something that comes out of it, like, inevitably. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's going to happen. Yes. 100%. As long as
1: you fucking stick to it. Cons- exactly. Consistency is the biggest exactly. part. Exactly. I know? tell, yeah. Even, like, uh, some people were like, how are you? Uh, but Two years in, I was having a conversation with some comics. And they're like, well, I forget who the fucking comic was, but some comic was, like, Toronto? I I forget where yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, but yeah. it was somebody that was like, it's not like we're going to make it. And I was like get the fuck away from me. <laughs> get away from me with that the everything about that. Get that away yeah, from me. Yeah, that yeah. negative, that vibe. Please move from me. You yeah. know what I mean? Facts, Shut bro. all that shit down cuz I really think failure you can avoid like people say what if like my, my brother-in-law. He's like what if what if what if he said like what like been me. Like what if 1 in a 100. What, 1% chance you don't. Yeah. It doesn't work. I'm like, How does that make sense? How can I keep doing the thing I love for fr- for putting it out there and only getting better? And it's not like I'm a fucking delusional guy. I'm a funny guy. I know I'm a funny guy. Facts. People are looking at my shit telling me they're fucking with it. Yeah. I see growth here. I see I'm fucking up here. The point is I know I'm funny. I'm not like delusional like thinking I'm, I'm not some 45-year-old random fucking white dude who's like, I'm going to be a rapper now. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like this isn't some weird mental case shit. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm funny. I know I can do this. If I never stop, how the fuck can I fail? Yeah, man. But I, Success is inevitable but if you don't
0: stop. 100%. And I think the key thing there, though, is doing it because you love doing it. Do You know what I mean? It's not about having an end goal in mind because as soon as you fucking do that, it's like you're just focused on that. Your yeah, art, and then your, your art you, takes to hit.
1: You're, yeah, exactly. Then you have tunnel vision. You're missing the
0: whole journey. Your creativity. T- yeah, your creativity fucking. Like you lose that shit because you're like, oh, fuck,
1: man. I'm not there yet. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah exactly. It's like you're just focusing too much on the destination. Yeah. Yeah. As cheesy as it sounds, because I don't like to say, and I have said this on the podcast before, but you asked what got me into stand-up. And the real reason is this. Fucking stupid. It was at least cheesy in my mind. A self-help book what was the book it was 2015 i'm fucking depressed and i'm Something in my gut is telling me this engineering thing. I always knew it. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I skipped every class in university. I hated engineering. I used to jokingly tell my buddies that learning is for losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to fuck with them cuz I had friends who were like passionate engineers yeah, yeah. who they were meant to be an engineer. Like that I wasn't. Doing that I was I was doing my I was I was living the dream now sold to me. Yeah. I was becoming an engineer for my parents essentially, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't realize it yet. But see, the, the dope thing about my bad,
0: I you could continue, like I still yeah. want you To finish, but I think the dope part about that too Is that you realize That like It's not that you Fucking hated engineers Or whatever Cause you realize That other people
1: That's pa- actually a passion A hundred percent I'm I mean? not Yeah I'm never out here being like I'm never condemning Engineering As, yeah. a, as a career Or thing That's retarded <laughs> It's just A real passionate engineer Has no business Doing comedy yeah. Has no business no in stand-up and vice versa. No
0: fucking way. Do you know how
1: much shit I used to get into for all those years in corporate just because of the shit I would say and my attitude toward things. Yeah. It just fucked, it just didn't it clash with corporate. But the point is, I'm depressed. I know something's wrong, bro. I get a book called No Rules, No Excuses, written by a famous professor from Waterloo. He's a super famous professor. His name is Larry David. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And he's like his 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 lectures would be full. And, like, people would be in the back, not even in the class, standing. You know what I mean? Like, he's he did TED Talks and shit like that. His whole thing is why you will fail to have a great career. Like, that's his whole thing. Yeah. And literally the gist, I read this book, and it was the first self-help book Cause growing up I always thought like, yo, if you need a self help book, you're stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yo, figure your shit out, bro. I'm gonna be an engineer, I'm gonna fucking make money and I'm gonna fucking kill it. That's it. If yeah. you're you're stupid, if you need a self-help book. You don't, you know, you don't wanna be an engineer or a doctor. <laughs> you know like like just so dumb and like laser focused and kind of naive, yeah. but thinking I was smart. But I had nowhere to turn. I got this book and the gist of the book was this. If you are not doing something out of passion, eventually, if you are doing something and it's not out of passion, eventually you're going to hit a wall that you cannot compete. And I realized that. I realized that I'm, I'm clocking my years. I was doing a program management role. I'm like, I'm, I'm accumulating. In my head, I was like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm accumulating experience. It's good. Yeah. It's good for what? For the next job? To negotiate more money? What's it good for? I realized that I'm clocking years an experience of a thing I don't give a fuck about. And at one point I'm going to come up next to somebody who loves doing this shit. And the see if people around me are people who made it that far. are out of, have made it that far out of passion or love or enjoyment of the work. And I'm All like, yo, I got to get out of this now while I still have control. So that literally started making, and the book had little exercises. Think about write what you do, and you know what's funny? At that point, at that point, when I read that book, I was watching stand up every single day for over over ten years. Every day, I would watch one clip of like Laugh Factory or something. I was obsessed with stand up for like forever, 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 and it was right there in front of me, bro. It was right. I'm watching stand up every day. Like, what the fuck can I do? I'm reading the book. They're like. They're like, write the five important things to you. I literally wrote them out. I still have it upstairs. I wrote it out. Wow. Travel, take care of my parents, uh, live comfortably in something else. And like, bro, it just clicked. I'm watching stand-up. And I just, in that moment, that those two things that existed as in a possible career and stand-up comedy as a career, a line, in that moment, a line connected the two. And it was like, Yo,
0: that's fucking crazy, bro.
1: And bro, my my fucking nickname in grade school by a bunch of people was Chappelle. You know what I mean? Like, I've been this oh, guy, my shit. and I did a post about it, and people came out of the woodwork like, yo, finally, this is what you were meant to do. This is what you were meant to do. This sounds more like people in my nano engineering, like, what are you doing in this class? they always like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, yo, yeah, yeah, bro, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I went, did that first open mic, died a slow death <laughs> and went back for the second one, and so on Just and so kept forth going, bro. The rest yeah of history but it's amazing though, all I know is that I really feel like i uh i almost i feel like I saved my life honestly, in a weird way nah, I, bro. I think
0: you definitely did too
1: the the feeling I would have in the morning of of knowing like I would have to do eight hours of tremendously mentally tasking. Bullshit that I had no vested interest in before I could hit the open mics. It's like some weird boot camp shit. It's like just get through that eight hours. You're just surviving at that point. Just surviving for a huge salary. Yeah. It's a big salary at the beginning, but as soon as you sign that paper, you spent every dollar. Bro, and that is my (laughs) biggest fucking fear, man. Like my
0: fear is like some people say they're they're afraid of failing or not making it. My biggest fear is living a life that's not fulfilled. You know Yeah
1: I'm so scared of regret man
0: That's That's <laughs> my That I think was my driving force For fucking comedy That was like my driving force For like Even traveling When I just fucking Cut to Thailand Well that, there was more to that but like, but like You know what I mean You when went I, to Thailand randomly? By myself Yeah I got my fucking heart broken And after I'm like Bro I gotta find myself when What was that? this? <laughs> this was in October? Oh, yeah <laughs> did, did you find yourself? Yeah bro, I found myself The first week I With
1: six me. bitches <laughs> yeah
0: i found myself the first week and i found myself inside someone else the second week. yeah that yeah <laughs> balanced trip bro it yo how's thailand i want to go bro fucking beautiful man it was like i actually went there for the first week out the, I was there I was there for like uh, Seven days for this Silent meditation retreat Yo was, you've done those? It was f- I wanna do It was those. the hardest Fucking thing Yo Mentally I think I've ever done bro Did you You finished it? Yeah 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 How'd you feel at
1: the end? Uh Honestly, I exhausted. I was done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did it. No, no, no. Just oh, oh, yeah, bro. No, I no, fucking... no. I want to do, but it's so intense. Bro, like, I don't know if I could do that. It was that.
0: seven days of no talking. You're in the middle of the forest, right? And like, you only ate twice a day. So you only ate at seven thirty and eleven thirty in the morning, and then you didn't eat for the rest of the day. But it was like you couldn't even eat a lot because it's like. And it was weird. You're
1: not like, expending like yeah. The you're not, not expending the it's energy. All just staying. In yeah.
0: There. So it was like 7:30. You would you would wake up at 4:30 in the morning. What the fuck This is a Navy <laughs> Seal hours, bro, bro? What are you, you David would, Coggins or some shit? You would go run to-
1: 200 kilometers. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. would go to bed
0: at 8:30, and the bed wasn't even a fucking bed. It was bed. a cot. <laughs> it was a wooden bed. It was like this. Yeah. And it was like and it was like the. Pillow was a wooden block with a dip C- in You're it. You're
1: not going to get discipline on a mattress, <laughs> nigga. Yeah, Shit. Fuck. The Serta isn't going to build so up fine. your discipline. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, nigga, can I get that Serta? I got scoliosis. You must find the cerda within <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, Shit. fuck, bro.
0: It was mud, bro. And the fucking showers were like... Outside, it was just like a pipe, and there was like this well thing, but there was always frogs and shit in it in the morning. I thought I was going to get a little warts in my dick, bro. Were you at peace wild.
1: with the whole poor conditions like three, four, five days into it? Or are you still the, like, Bro, the- I, fi- fi- <laughs> the, no, I wish frogs were in this shit. <laughs> like yo, so meditative. Yo, yo the- Mmm, fi- <laughs> 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 I wish frogs weren't in this. Right, mm, I definitely taste frog right now.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. Bro, the physical shit didn't bother me. Like it wasn't even the shower It wasn't the It, wasn't it was the silence of it. it was the fucking silence <laughs> And then I couldn't Get out of my fucking head <laughs>
1: yes. You
0: know what I mean Cause we were That's sit- I'm afraid
1: <laughs> I'm a, I can't I don't know Bro
0: we were sitting down Meditating and shit and I'm like I'm just supposed to be fucking peaceful but I wasn't feeling at peace like I was just fucking there was so much shit going on in my head and at one point I got pissed at the monk cause I'm like yo this place is a cult like you're doing <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing something to brainwash us and then yeah but like by the fourth day I talk about this on like all these other podcasts too but like by the fourth day is when like I had this one moment where like everything was clear. Like I didn't have a single thought and I was looking at a tree and I just started getting fucking emotional cuz it was like I was looking at this tree for the first time.
1: Oh fuck. See
0: that's nuts, that's bro. what
1: I want, bro. That's that feeling. Was, that's what was, I want. I
0: haven't I I would say that I've haven't had that same feeling again. I think that's what I'm slowly working toward, but I know what bliss, I,
1: what I, would you call it? Just pure joy or just I guess kind of like, I, re- I read this book in the, and I had an amazing quote in it that said, enlightenment is the space between thoughts.
0: That's beautiful. And I think yeah. that's exactly it. You yeah. know, And I like right now, even like when I, cause I still continually meditate, but I think right now, and I'm gotten a lot better with the whole anxiety and like the overthinking and shit. Same, but I, I same, think, same. I think what's definitely helped is like this idea of like, because I used to hear monks and shit say this all the time because I love listening to those videos too where they talk about you're not the body and you're not the mind, right? And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean, right? And the idea behind it is is that you are not your body and you're not your thoughts. You are the thing that's aware of it so your awareness of your thought like you are the awareness of what you are thinking and you are the awareness of your body like you are basically consciousness your mind and your thoughts that produce are just are are just something uh, that they are uh,
1: side effects of yeah, like the machine of exactly, consciousness exactly and exact yeah.
0: and what it is that you're what you're looking at and once you realize that it's like you can literally choose which thought you want to give power to and then like it's almost like looking at a fucking movie like on a on a screen right like you're seeing your thoughts kind of pass by and then as soon as you see one that makes sense is that when you can tap into it
1: that's amazing bro i'm i meditate just me- like a couple minutes a day i like try to meditate every day yeah a couple minutes or if I, as soon as i'm like i have a couple of triggers where it's like if i if i do a couple things i'm like yo i gotta meditate you know yeah when i go into a room and i don't remember why i went in there and my breathing is fast. I realized that I'm doing, trying to do seven or I'm thinking six th- things ahead. Yeah. I'm trying to do five things. And I'm like, yo, you got to sit down right now and just breathe for a minute. You know? yeah, bro, and and, and just, it always remembers. You always, always, always remember what you yeah, came man. in for. But I've only realized that recently. For years, I'd just be like, if only they had. If that's the one thing I would change about engineering and maybe all university degrees. Because or in
0: education in general, man
1: or education even in high school I was such I had fucking physical ailments due to my stress yeah. because of the pressure yes. I had to be academically performing yeah, yeah, yeah. if I just had a mindfulness class just a class that forced us to do mindfulness meditation for 10 minutes a day yeah. and walk this cuz I would never believe it cuz I always thought meditation was what Piccolo does you know <laughs> yeah. you fucking cross your legs and float <laughs> yeah. I thought that was meditation you yeah. know I didn't realize it was just focusing on your breath You know what I mean? I or focusing on whatever the the uh, external thing you want to focus on, but for mindfulness is breath. I didn't realize it was that. If you walked me through that when I was a kid, through ten minutes of like in out in out, I wouldn't have been able to deny the calmness I would have felt after.
0: Yeah, bro, and it's like, and it's weird because like people will like say like, oh, like. you're just telling me to fucking breathe deeply like it's not it's not doing anything but like honestly just try it like you know what I mean right that's like because it's like yo it's 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 fucking simple and we have this tendency to not believe things that are simple we need to overcomplicate shit because we're like otherwise it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like if it was fucking, that
1: simple. If, yeah, okay, everyone yeah, would be fucking if it was that simple. It, yeah, but like no one is doing it. <laughs>
0: so like, you know.
1: What I mean? hundred percent. It's like you got to realize that if you meditate for five minutes, it's a different thing than if you meditate for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or one hour or one yeah. day or seven days. And that thing you get in seven days, that's some monk shit. That's man. some like, yeah. It's just consistency. And but you get benefits even at the 10, even at, I do four or five minutes. I set my timer when I make coffee. Yeah. It's four minutes. Yeah. And I literally every morning. I set the timer for 4 minutes and yeah. I and I, I sit on the deck There's and I and on. I breathe for, do for meditation for 4 minutes and it fucking helps and I write my ideas every morning. Bro, and the
0: thing is it's not even the um, what I find is not even the amount of time you actually do it. It's just the amount of time you're actually present. Do you know what I mean that you're cuz you could sit for fucking 20 minutes with your eyes closed, but for 5 or 10 of those minutes is when you actually are like completely present With yourself
1: Just just on the breath Yeah yeah. yeah and like
0: Because the other 10 minutes Are like oh fuck Like you know You're trying to fix your seat Yeah you know, exactly like, like Shit like that
1: That's why with four It's tough But I've gotten to a place Where I can I just have to find that seat You know how you're yeah, saying man, Fix the for seat sure, yeah Because if I sit slouch, Then it really does become a, a a lot of the thoughts Are about like Configuring my body <laughs> Yeah yeah So I just try to sit In this one spot Where I, I, I my, le- my, uh, my legs are 90 degrees Yeah you know, and my back is up and I just try to get in there. And it's like, and I forget where I heard, uh, I heard this because sometimes I'll beat myself up. I used to beat myself up for be, realizing I'm thinking, yeah. realizing I'm focusing on yeah, thoughts. I but mean, you got to realize that the whole battle, mindfulness, meant the whole thing, it is an activity yeah. of returning to the breath. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to realize you're on a thought. It's just about returning. Just yeah. being like, oh, fuck those wheels. I got to put on. And out. But seriously though, those wheels. And out. And then it'll fight less. It'll fight less. Five minutes into it. That's in your presence. You're not fighting. You're seeing all the thoughts, but you're not laser beaming on it. They're just floating by like balloons kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and then you just get better at it through that practice. Like one of the dopest things that the one of the monks said was like when I was sitting down, this was like on on the third day, they gave lectures every morning. And he was talking and he was like, and by this day, I wanted to quit. I'm like, I'm fucking leaving, bro, right? But yeah. then he was kind of like, by this point, you're probably frustrated and you're and you're getting angry because you're like, oh, you came here to stop your thoughts. You came here for a peace of mind and, you know, you're not able to do that. And he said, if you're trying to do that through meditation, you've already failed. He said, the idea of meditation is not to achieve enlightenment, nor is it to achieve a peace of mind. The idea of meditation is just to let go. And it's the idea of letting go of the power and control that you're giving your thoughts. You know? Like, just as like you said, like you might be thinking about all these things that you have to do and it's not even about like, you can't sit there and be like, oh fuck, I'm thinking again. It's like when you see that, just acknowledge it. Just be like, okay, I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. Know? And just bring back it to the back. Exactly, back. Back to, to the breath. Exactly. Back to the breath. Yeah. That's it. I used to be like,
1: fuck, fuck, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Boy. And then just like, not it would stop yeah i just and like Fuck, this is too much um my mind man I and i used to be like that man i'm just my i'm think i think too much <laughs> yeah. everybody thinks too much <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and, everybody's mind and doesn't.
0: yo physiologically the re, like if people want to make it fucking complicated the scientific reasoning why this shit even works is because when you're stressed out or like you're going through everyday life you're literally like your your body is getting tense right yeah like you like your like your because before back in the day the only reason why we would have to deal with stress is because there's something external that's happening so there's like we're in danger there's like fucking hyenas or some shit fight or, F- or flight yeah, shit. fight or yeah. flight shit but now it's like the stress is oh i have to meet a deadline or i have to pay bills so it's like you can't fucking do anything about it until it happens so it's like because of that now, like your body's going into that same fight or flight mode, your your breathing becomes shallow because your body is getting ready to either run or to fight something off. And exactly. because you can't do that, you get stuck. So the idea of coming back to your breath is is allowing oxygen back into those tense part, parts of your body and, and relaxing your body, which is sending signals to your brain, letting you know like, yo, you're okay. And that's why Meditation is allowing you To be present Exactly
1: Lowering your heart rate Like physiological Lowering your heart rate Lowering your blood pressure oxygenating your body I used to do a thing A regimen Where I would stretch Meditate and then stretch Yeah And when I When I meditated Five, ten minutes, seven minutes, whatever it was, and I stretched again the same stretches, way more flexible. And all I did was sit there cross legged and breathe for 10 minutes. How how am I way more flexible now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why even yoga is a spiritual practice, right? It's not just fucking, it's not putting, like, it's not white girls in tights putting in their legs and pretzels and shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, it's
1: like a battle with your body. Yeah. A battle with your mind.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's, and I think it's dope that we're able to fucking bring these traditions and stuff over, you know, um, like from like Buddhism and all these like ancient practices for sure. But even on like they're starting to use it even in therapy, like in psychotherapy and counseling and shit. You'll have a lot of like little activities where they talk about mindfulness or even meditation and stuff like that for people who have been through trauma. Which is fucking huge Which is a lot
1: Which is a, a lot, lot of people bro. have PTSD and shit. <laughs> Yeah bro yeah, Especially immigrants man <laughs> Trust me bro Especially that village And they're
0: so fucking against And those are the same people it's That so are against taboo. counseling Yeah, <laughs> yeah Like yeah. <laughs> get, yeah Yeah Fuck Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh man like, you, they'll be talking about their fucking childhood. Like, oh, I saw this guy get blown up in front of me. Like, I had to leave my house when I was five years old. I raised the family at 14. Did you ever go to therapy? No, what the fuck? I'm not, you know. Yeah, like, yeah You yeah. think I'm crazy? <laughs>
1: yeah, right? My buddy told me of, like, uh, one story of, like, how immigrants really do need therapy. He's, like, because uh, he just started. He, he had, like, a, a shoulder problem, and he started getting, like, physiotherapy for it. Yeah and then uh and then he somehow <laughs> transitioned to regular therapy <laughs> i don't know what fucking insurance benefits scam he was doing. but the point is he started seeing huge benefit and he and he's an immigrant uh he's like afghani i think uh, i think he's afghani right yeah. he's like an immigrant too and his dad his dad has hard he's like my dad needs this he's like one time i remember my dad my dad's friend coming over and uh one da- he said one time I remember my dad's friend coming over And like his dad grew up in war And fucked up yeah, shit he yeah, never talks yeah. about it. And he said his dad's friend came over And his dad told his friend About how he saw his buddy Get killed slowly In some weird wow. Some next level fashion And he started laughing He started laughing right And he said when the When the the dude his buddy left He said he was crying profusely For hours Just crying, losing it. Yeah, man. Like some, there's shit in there. A lot of people deal with some shit that a lot of the older generation they're just gonna. They're probably they'll never do it. They'll probably just never do it, and they'll just hold on to it, and they'll die off in the next generation. Maybe it'll be more okay. But some people are never. They'll never. Like my dad, he just my dad doesn't. (laughs) My dad just just, one answer responses for everything. But bro, that's why I think it's so
0: fucking important to like. For it To build up that self-awareness You know what I mean Because
1: Because we have the luxury Because we are in Canada That's facts And, and we have I'll the privilege that. and luxury To, to do, be, that, you know? do that To actually do that To actually have that time and be, You know what I mean It really is a, a luxury 100% Because some people are just Trying to deal with the next meal Next this and that But we're just like Trying to be like How We do have, do we have all our basic me? necessities Taken care of yeah. Now let's mend up any uh mental wounds or yeah. emotional wounds you know what i mean for that's sure, that's man. that's kind of at the bottom of the totem pole for the world yeah, you know what i mean yeah. as far as like survival and stuff but i bet you some psychologists would argue it's the top <laughs> you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. how do you feed yourself without a healthy mind <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, shut the fuck up these niggas running from bullets man. <laughs> Yo, we're fucking on Leone Cutting arms and shit But yo but, but, How do you feel about it?
0: But in a weird way, man I was thinking about this The other day too Is cause like how, Like you're right You're absolutely fucking right It's like I'm not gonna go To a fucking You know, a starving kid In the third world country And be like Oh, just breathe like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, right. Just breathe And you'll get yeah. a fucking you'll get Sandwich a, yeah. yeah But like But I think I think the reason why we're also the fact that we're in a position of such luxury and privilege to have the ability to do that, I think is more of the reason why we should. Because as soon as you start doing that, you start building like empathy and compassion for another human being inevitably. And once that starts to happen, your belief system automatically changes into wanting to live and serve others, whether that's through art that we create or through other means, but like we will find a means to an end to do that. And I think that's why self-awareness at its core is such a, is, is such a fucking vital thing is because even though other people may not have the luxury to do that, if you have it and you tap into that,
1: you it will could benefit you and the people around a hundred percent.
0: And you definitely like you follow suit and you, and you bring that forth a hundred.
1: And so. uh, uh, they say rising tides raise all ships. You know that's what I dull. mean? I not so that. So rising tides... All, uh, I think that's it. Rising tides raise all ships. So it's like if 50% have the luxury and 50% don't, for those 50% that can... Dig into that and yeah, go man. into that and and generate more empathy. Then it just for the collective of humanity, it's, it's, it raises all of our level of empathy and humanity. 100%. It only does humanity better.
0: And in a weird way, yo, I see that happening now, just because like that shit's becoming so prevalent and people are becoming more aware of it. Like it's obvious, but like fucking long ways ahead. But I, I, I'm like once I started doing that, I started surrounding with like-minded people and i've started seeing those signs you know like how we can kind of move in a better direction so yeah man i got faith to be honest that like like we'll see a different like light at the end of this
1: i do too i do you know? too i think uh i forgot where uh what they were gonna say but i think they before covid they added therapy and 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 counseling As part of like necessary part of like OHIP and stuff.
0: And that that. fucking should have been done from time ago, bro. You know what I mean? But
1: at least it's done now, right? Now let's just focus on police brutality. (laughs) Let's focus on that for now, right? Fuck. But bro, we've been going at it for about an hour and a half, man. Jeez. I'm gonna call okay. it. Do you want to plug anything, bro, before we fucking land this thing? Um, yo, hit me up on Instagram. Where's Jesse's dad? Uh, you can also
0: check out. <laughs> 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 you can, you can also check out. Uh, actually, if you hit me up on Instagram, my YouTube link is already in the bio, so I'll put that all in the description. Dope. So hit so. that up. Um, dumb woke podcast episode one and two are out now. I got like little segments up on uh up on the fucking Instagram page. And, uh, yo, even... Besides all that shit If you just want to hit me up To talk or ask questions I'm about it yo. This is the fucking
1: guy And he means it He'll yeah, have like yeah, yeah. A real heart to heart conversation <laughs> yeah, This yeah. nigga did Seven days of silence <laughs> Just so he can talk With you <laughs> motherfuckers Okay well, On my end As always Like I said Hit that All the follow Subscribes Yo rate it Rate it on iTunes That helps With the algorithms And shit Rate it five stars Say something nice Yo sick Blah 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 Say your favorite episode <laughs> Whatever it is But it actually really helps Yo I appreciate y'all So much for listening Let me know If you're watching the video, let me know what you think about the new studio. I'm still going to put some shit here and there, but love y'all as always. Appreciate y'all coming. Peace. Peace and love, baby.